all-American half pound two pure beef patties, lettuce, tomatoes, going. Singles Going Steady, the podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, and DIY eras of the last century. I'm Adrian Madonk. And I'm Steve McGowan. We're in a band, The Beef People, who released a single in 1986 on our own label, Zub Records. We are record collectors and passionate about the expression of pop music perfection that is the single recording. Exploring the mystery of what makes for a great single is what propelled us to begin this podcast. And what podcast number are we up to? This is Singles Going Steady 051. And the single is? It's going to be from the Chicago band, Industrial Noisemakers, Big Black. And the songs are? There are two covers on this single. Um, He's a Whore, the Cheap Trick cover, and The Model by Kraftwerk. Right, and so here we have Big Black taking on both of those mm-hmm. in uh, in the Steve Albini style. Yes, indeed. Um, this is from 1987. Um, this is kind of a request singles going steady. Yeah, this is a little bit different <laughs> for us, and uh, you know, keep your request to yourself in general. Yeah. But um, you know, friend of the podcast and our, and our friend Chuck guest said, host, said right? That we should. Our friend Chuck, he said that this would be a good one to do, and I think he was right. It's kind of um, um, the Nelly Mackay for Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Nelly Mackay was my choice, and then, and then yep. this is yep. Steve and Chuck's choice. Exactly. So um, let's get into it. Um, Big Black is known as um, a pretty pioneering, industrial-sounding punk band. Um, they always had a drum machine. They were one of the first... Um, bands to really work it out in a kind of a punk context, right? A non, you know, this isn't an electronic. No, uh, you know, this is this isn't craft work with guitar, an electronic. It's a guitar, drum bass, machine, right? and drum machine. So they just didn't have a drummer. And uh, the the first song they're going to do is "He's a Whore." It's a cheap trick song from their their first record. We'll talk about that on the other side. Well, I think before we get to it, I I do want to take on the name Big Black, but, and, and <laughs> because it comes from Steve Albini, which is Italian for, for little, little white, white, right? So <laughs> yes. that's a turn, a, right. a play of words on that, right? So uh, you know, a lot of people think it's some kind of racist thing. Uh, it's just a play on his name, is what it is. So uh, you know. Get over yourselves. Right. But I, I think he, he enjoys tweaking. He does. He likes to push the envelope. There's no doubt about it. I mean, l- listening to the music, you can tell. Right. <laughs> um, so here they are, Big Black 1987 on Touch and Go Records, the A side of the single, He's a Whore. Still so close to my reach. If a car 
Okay, this uh, song was originally from Cheap Trick, uh, their first record in 1977 that's just entitled Cheap Trick. It's a black and white record. It was produced by Jack Douglas, who worked on uh, John Lennon's Double Fantasy. Um, he wanted to get Cheap Trick to back up John Lennon, the story goes, but that uh, uh, Yoko thought that uh, that wouldn't be a good idea. So uh, there, is a, there is a clip that you can see of uh, Bunny Carlos, the drummer, and Rick Nielsen and Tony Levin on bass doing I'm Losing You with uh, with um, John Lennon. John. We'll link to that. That's pretty amazing. It really is. It, it could have been a whole different album if those guys had been. Well, let's talk a little bit it. about Cheap Trick because you're yeah. a huge Cheap Trick fan. Absolutely. And, you know, this is a cover that's only 10 years after the original. Right. And you've got this Chicagoland connection. Mm-hmm. Or, of course, they're from uh, Rockford. Rockford, which mm-hmm. is not really, it's remote to Chicago. You yeah. know, it, 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 you can see Chicago land right. if you're on your tippy toes of the tallest building of Rockford. Right. Maybe you can kind of argue. Sure. Um, but it it's not um, Chicago proper. Right. Uh, it's it's uh, an industrial town, mm-hmm. and and um, but the most uh, most famous product of Rockford has got to be Cheap Trick, Cheap Trick yes. Pride uh, of Rockford. One of my just absolute favorite bands. Um, I, I, there, there isn't a thing I don't like about Cheap Trick. And, and this first record in particular is them at their kind of hardest, heaviest before they got it watered down a little bit on the second record. Uh, and, and there's some weird songs on this first record. Um, you know, well, he's a whore. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's... Uh, not your standard rock thing, right? And we, you know, we were talking. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, we're keeping you from the song, but we were talking about at the time in context, 1977, how verboten this word yes. was. Mm-hmm. This was not a word you would hear on TV. Right. This is not a word you would hear in even impolite conversation. Right. This was not a word that was bandied around. Yes. And you know, it's kind of a. a 
a, a rough schoolyard chant now. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's a polite word now. No. <laughs> but, you know, we, we're not uh, in mm-hmm. a risk of being uh, labeled an explicit podcast right. by saying whore, 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 right. right? Oh, you just did. I, right. Uh-huh. Well, I better not. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's it's this was not this this you probably couldn't say the name of this song on mm-hmm. radio on commercial right. radio exactly um that first record it does have some weird stuff on mm-hmm. it it's got that song about richard speck um it's got a terry reed cover which is amazing um it's got a song about a guy who uh into high school girls. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of the same sort of themes that mm-hmm. that that are uh, at the heart of much what Steve Albini does. Yes, right. You know that sort yes. of treading the line between tastefulness and right. lack of tastefulness, right. mm-hmm. sending up what lack was it, of. T- what was you know. it? He said it's kind of staring into the abyss of right, mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna play the original version. Um, Cheap Trick doing their version of He's a Whore. 1977. From their first record. Adrian was talking about what a big Cheap Trick fan I am personally, and I, I know she is too, but um, I'm a huge Cheap Trick fan, and um, um, my band I had after the the Beef People called Tool and I, uh, we covered uh, He's a Whore, just apropos of neither, no, not, not, this was before we heard the, uh, 
the uh, big Albini, black the Albini version. Yeah, the big black version. So we're going to play you a little bit of that. Um, I was doing it um, back in the day. Uh, Tool and Die, my band, me playing guitar and singing and uh, doing our best to try to cheap trick it up. So there we are doing our best. Um, big, big influence. And also, a Big Black b- became a huge influence for me personally, especially in the later period after the Beef People. Um, I had a band with the drum machine, uh, Gravy Boat. Uh, it was just me and a guitar and some sequences and a drum machine. And um, uh, my friend Joey and I had a different band with a drum machine. It was called Kitty Empire. It was named after a big black song. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We had a song called Lobster, which was a laugh riot. And um, Joey used to call it They Might Be Big Black. <laughs> so Right, because They Might Be Giants started uh, yes, off with, right. as just a two-piece right. band. So he, he pretty much nailed it right from the beginning. And I used to do Racer X, the uh, big black song, and that was always a set closer for me. Well, well let's talk a little bit about Steve Albini, too, yeah, make mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, he is um, the lead guy in Big Black. Um, he runs now um, electrical audio recording, a very, very world-class studio in Chicago. Um, he's a very um, well-known producer. He produced... The, the Nirvana record, the one that uh, 
made all the money. Um, Never mind. Yes. Um, it had, they got it remixed. The company had it remixed. But he also did the early Pixie stuff, the first two Pixies records, which sounds so amazing. Mm. And the stuff I really, really like that he produced is the PJ Harvey, uh, Rid of Me and Dry. Those are just amazing sounding records. Um, he's very uh, hands off, make things sound real and big and doesn't use a lot of compression. I heard him say, you know, compression is a hack tool. Um, he likes to use the room sounds. He likes to use good microphones. And uh, it, it's also interesting as a producer, he does mm-hmm. not. I mean, typically a producer will get 5%. Yes. Uh, will get points on sales uh, for an album, right. a, a, you know, a royalty cut. Mm-hmm. And he does not take a royalty cut. He's, no. He um, gets a flat fee for his services. Right. He views as sort of, you know, anything further mm-hmm. as being, you know, exploitation. Yeah. Right. And he, he definitely has this prickly um, persona as a guy that hates everything and is, uh, uh, you know, will write about things that are very unseemly. But he's really a nice guy. Um, he's got a food blog, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw him on the Anthony Bourdain show and he was he was totally charming. He understood what was going on with the food scene in, Ch- in Chicago um, blogs what he's cooking for the, his family. Yes, and- uh-huh. he does a thing at Christmas where um, um, they they do a Toys for Tots kind of thing, and he delivers like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff to to needy kids. So he's 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 a good guy, you know. Um, one of the things about Big Black was um, he was one of the few people that would play that. Uh, he has one of those Travis Bean guitars that with the aluminum. It's made of aluminum, and it has that sound that you you hear on the on the records. Just nasty, just just metallic, and not in a metal way. Metallic in a you know uh, brakes grinding sort of way. And uh, he has his own style. He likes to uh, distort his vocals. He likes to distort everything. That's the big black sound. And I think we're going to hear that now. Um, the B side of the single is the model. It's a very famous song from Kraftwerk, from the Man Machine. Most people will probably recognize it. And they do the model without any keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Here's Big Black from uh, 1987, The Model.
So there they go, grinding it out. Um, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about the model um, from the 1978 record by Kraftwerk. Um, most people are familiar with Kraftwerk, kind of the pioneers of electronic computerized music. Um, Autobahn, Computer World, Tour de France. Tour de France, Tour uh, de France. Yes. Um, and this is one of their, their big uh, songs, The Model. It's been covered a lot, and we're going to play another cover of it in a minute. But um, uh, it was on the Man Machine in Germany. It was called Das Model. Das Model. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so let's hear their version. Um, it has a drum machine, and it does. I don't think it has any guitars on it. Craftwork, uh, the model.
So this is another instance where we have two sides of the records uh, of the record that is reflecting two different sides of, of the artist of yes. Big Black. In the first side, you kind of get that Chicago love, um, the the kinship maybe with uh, Cheap Trick. Yeah. And um, on the other side, you get this electronic music. You know, since they had the um, drum machine. Um, sort of speaking to that mm-hmm. electronically made music and, right. and reinterpreting that. Yeah. So you have two different interpretations of sort of like the two mm-hmm. aspects that were unique to Big Black. Yes, very, very, uh, very much so. That's my art historical take on it. I think, think it's a valid take. Um, another version of the model we're going to play, um, we have one by Snakefinger. Um, we're not going to play that today. We're going to link to it. Um, but we have one from the British band, the Members. Uh, the Members um, were kind of an oi, oi, oi type band in the beginning. They had an album. And what does it mean that they're an oi, oi, oi uh, type of kind band? Of, <laughs> kind of like Ian Dury. Very, right, oh, yeah. very Yabo British um Working class, yeah, kind of, down the pub. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Gotcha. Oi, oi, oi. Their first record was called At the Chelsea Nightclub. And uh, it's it very kind of you know, hooey, um, not funky, just, just, you know, British white boy rock. Um, but they, they morphed into more of a, um, supple kind of a bigger band, uh, a little bit more like the Blockheads. Um, and they, uh, on the, the record that came out in 1982 is called Up Rhythm Down Beat. This is very interesting because it was released in the U.S., but it wasn't released in Britain for a year. Um, they were trying to break them over here in the U.S. And uh, um, they had that song you might remember called Hey, She's a Working Girl. and Or you might not remember it. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> you saw the blank look on my face. I know. I saw that. And uh, I, I had the pleasure of seeing them, I think, in Columbia. They were a big band. They had, a, they had about seven guys. And they were really very good live. Very good. And... Uh, this is one of their stellar covers. It's uh, the members from Up Rhythm Down Beat doing The Model by Kraftwerk. <laughs> Table lying all the men. Oh, yeah. 
go uh, kind of a reggae flavored version of the model um so this big black single we're not even going to attempt to say that uh, anybody else can cover either side because everybody's covered either right, both sides right. <laughs> both sides now <laughs> yeah i'm sure Joni mitchell would get in on it if she could so um do you have a recommendation today Oh, geez, what is my recommendation? Um, I think, you know, following up on the food blog nation, yes. mm-hmm. I have a site that I love called The Kitchen. Okay. Um, and I'll link to that. It's All Kitchen right. Without an E. Okay. And they have really wonderful recommendations mm-hmm. and um, recipes, and I, recipes uh-huh. and links to other blogs. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a really good sort of aggregator. A one stop shop. A one stop, um, mm-hmm. you know. Right. I was going to say shopping. They do, you know, wreck mm-hmm. me. You know, what's new at IKEA? Yeah. I know I've sent okay. you a couple times. So well, then, hey, then, look then at Then I this. have to see it. Right, right. And yeah. um, so I'll link that, just uh-huh. sort of following up on the foodie side right. of, of Albini. Right. So to finish up with Albini, the the two songs on this uh, record were on the Big Black record, um, songs about farming. Yeah, that's what we <laughs> called it at yeah. WXDU. It's not really farming, but you'll figure it out. Um and uh, he has gone on. He has a band now. The Big Black is no more, but he has a band called Shellac, which is uh, even noisier and more minimal than Big Black. Uh, one of the cool things about Shellac is Bob Weston is in the band, and he is the uh, former bass player for the Volcano Suns, a band we really love. And Yeah, he, we'll be talking about Volcano Suns yes, one of these episodes. Soon. And uh, he's also the, Bob Weston is the fourth member of Mission to Burma, the guy that runs sound and does the tape manipulation or the digital looping. So uh, it's all, you know, everybody knows everybody. And he has electrical audio, we mentioned in Chicago. The last record I heard from from there that I really liked was that Mets record called Strange Peace, the Canadian band, kind of a noise band. Um, sounds great. Uh, they they paired extremely well with um, Albini. So to get to my recommendations, I'm going to recommend pretty much all the records we talked about. Um, I especially want to recommend the first Cheap Trick record from 1977. 
I want to recommend The Man Machine by Kraftwerk from 78. And I want to recommend The Members Up Rhythm Downbeat from 1982. And how, how about songs about farming? Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that goes without saying. Because, you know, me and the farmer. <laughs> yeah. So that was our... Uh, we, we, now we've got to cover the... Uh, do an episode on the House Martins. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, Big Black, it's uh, not for everybody, but it's... Uh, it might not even be for everybody here at the table. Yeah, exactly. But it's, uh, it's definitely um, one of my favorites. And I hope you check it out and... If not, check out one of the other bands we talked about. Uh, until uh, then, this has been um, Singles Going Steady 051. Big Black, he's a whore, she's a, he's a whore, she's a model. Keep on farming. All right. Bye now. <laughs> to learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at zubrecords.com. And click on the Singles Going Steady icon. You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend, and much more. You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub Zub Records. Records. Smart Smart sounds sounds for for sharp sharp people. people. Today.